Okay, sorry folks. Uh, I forgot to press the button. It's my fault. It's all my fault. So, okay, so let me start this whole thing over again because I was playing a great song by Bobby Darren. I got so engrossed in the song, I forgot to press the start button on my computer. The, all right, so here we go. Red Balloon by Bobby Darren. And I will let you know why I chose this song in a bit. Pour myself a red balloon Out of blues of pride In a red balloon Depending of my Took a love light from my We met as friends You were so easy to get to know When we see one another again Oh my, I hope so Bought myself a red balloon Got a blue surprise Hidden in a red balloon, depending of my Playing around with children's toys as a child I got Having time for children's toys That was Bobby Darren singing Red Balloon. Uh, Bobby Darren is one of those artists who foresaw his own death. He was a real big hit in Las Vegas. He had numerous shows in Las Vegas. And he was kind of a, more of a jazz singer. But the album he put out, If I Were a Carpenter, contains this song, Red Balloon. And uh, I was actually thinking about Red Balloons in South Africa. I put the link in the chat room about the Red October, Red October in South Africa. Many of you may recall when Pastor Martins was a regular on Voice of Christian Israel, and uh, starting around 2014, even before 2014, Sunet Bridges was one of the organizers of the Red October in which they released red balloons to expose white genocide in South Africa. And, of course, the mainstream Edomite media poked fun at the idea that white people were being genocided in South Africa. Oh, they were just exaggerating. Anyway, I went down to South Africa in 2014 to see for myself, and I actually met Sunet Bridges at one of the events that I attended, and she, she sang one of her songs. 
And, but here, let me just uh, relate to you. Pretoria, South African government has failed to uphold the Constitution, and there's a picture of the red balloons being let, let loose. I think we need to stage our own red balloon event. If we can organize white nationalists and identians and national socialists and preppers and anybody who is becoming Jew savvy, and people are becoming Jew savvy, that's the basic topic of today's show. Our people are, as Brother Abraham says, slowly but surely becoming Jew savvy, which I hope is a fulfillment of Ezekiel 37, the prophecy of the dead men's bones coming to life. And I'm going to share a couple of audios during today's presentation, I think which really confirm that our people are waking up, and I think more so than we realize. But continuing with this article, and this is Sunet Bruges speaking. We are gathered here today in an all major and smaller ma- towns across South Africa, strike South Africa and change it to America, to inform the government of South Africa that it has failed dismally in upholding the letter and spirit of this constitution, and in doing so it has failed the citizens of South Africa. Just replace South Africa with America because it totally applies here as well. So said Sunet Bridges. She let a, in fact, Sunet was on one of my shows, I believe it was in 2013, when this Red October event was called. She led a group of mostly Afrikaners called Red October in Pretoria in a march to the Union buildings to lament the killing of white South Africans. Quote, the South African government has a constitutional obligation to safeguard its citizens. Let me just change South Africa to America. The American government has a constitutional obligation to safeguard its citizens. Yet we live in a country that is now hailed as the murder and rape capital of the world. Same applies here in America. In the memorandum, the group said that they had the right to be in charge of their own schools, that is, white people, and to maintain the standard of education accustomed to in accordance with their culture. They demanded that the government must act against the inhumane slaughter and oppression of the white South African ethnic minority. Yeah, they, the whites, are actually the minority in South Africa, and they are the ones who are most oppressed, and as I've stated many times on this show, Voice of Christian Israel, that the South African whites are the most oppressed people on the face of the earth. They have had to endure over 400 years of Jewish persecution. We have the right to feel safe in our homes and communities, and it is the responsibility of this government to provide us with the protection we deserve. I should print this out and start circulating here in Harrison, Arkansas. Actually, no, we should do this. Red October. Let's declare a Red October of our own for uh, 2024, by all means. The group said their children had the right to receive tertiary education for whatever career they chose to pursue and to not be excluded from entry to universities through, quote, racist policies. And that's what we got in America. We have anti-white racist policies in effect. They called for the reinstatement of the commandos to patrol farms to provide safety for the farming community. How about our southern border? Huh? How about our southern border? So a very brief statement here by Sunette Bridges in South Africa, but a very important statement, and the red balloons being uh, released 
Red October. Now, wait a minute. Uh, maybe we should uh, uh, plan that for the Feast of Trumpets in 2024. Let's let's get on the stick and start organizing this. All right. So now what I'm going to do is kind of be a, a kind of an unusual show today because I'm going to play some audio clips, and I think most of, most of the show today will be these audio clips. But on the main page of Your Folk Radio, there's a post called the Goyim No, and I'm going to quote General Patton when he says, "Gentlemen, I have come to this morning to the." Uh, inescapable conclusion that we have fought on the wrong side. This entire war we should have fought with the fascists against the communists and not the other way around. I fear that perhaps in 50 years, America will pay a dear price and become a land of corruption and degenerate morals. General George S. Patton, July 21, 1945. Now I'm going to play this audio by Lucas Gage, who has been uh, disenfranchised, deplatformed, I think even by uh, that South African guy who's, who's here now in America and uh, t- has taken over Twitter, because th- this uh, audio was fir- audio and video actually was first put on X. And uh, but this is a, a repeat from Rents. Now this is laced with profanity. However, it's heartfelt, uh, you know, words by Lucas Gage. I'm not going to play a whole lot of it. But there's a couple of things he says which are absolutely true, and every American needs to know. Here we go. You're too soft. I know it's hard. I know we got friends who are Jews. My doctors are Jew. My friends are partially Jewish or a quarter Jew, half a Jew. I understand it's not fair. But you know what's not fair? That these fucking good Jews that are friends with us aren't saying shit. They're not doing In fact, they're making excuses for Israel because they're Jewish. What you're about to see is evidence that the mask has been torn off Zion. There is no going back. The current generation now sees the Jew for what he is. More and more people have awakened, and this will cause the Jews to lash out with ever more horrendous atrocities. That what they're doing to children in Gaza, they would readily visit upon you and your family using your own soft-touch, weaponized government, which they control by nepotism and buying, bribing, and blackmailing politicians and key business leaders. That's what the Mossad agent Jeffrey Epstein was about blackmail elon musk is the latest in a con elon musk the, the, the encouraging thing is that there are more and more such videos and audios coming out at least on the internet and maybe x maybe gab because we do have free speech platforms again which the jews have d- done mighty, mighty damage to over the last 20 30 40 50 years of course they you know as Brother Abair was telling us they control all mass media, they control the banks, they control the uh, you know the d- destiny of the white race if we allow them to continue on this road. Let's continue with the audio here. Conga line of Philo Semites. That means Jewish sycophants, bootlickers, and shabos goyim, as Jews like to call their non-Jewish useful idiots who do their work. The following truth-teller, Lucas Gage, who we'll shortly show you, enunciates views that are common now the world sees Jewish nature by the genocide they are committing in Gaza. 
Your government's silence to Israel's humanitarian crimes is consent and is evidence it's been corrupted and co-opted by Jewish money, influence peddling, and illegal lobbying in contravention of the Foreign Agents Registration Act in the case of America, where Jewish organizations and the American-Israeli Public Affairs Committee, IPAC, flaunt the law by working as agents of a foreign state inside America, namely the state of Israel. Nothing is said or done about it since President Kennedy, who was about to stop it before he was assassinated, which shows even to the blind that America clearly has a Zionist-occupied government with over 85% of senior cabinet positions held by Jews. No dual citizen Jew should be in the U.S. Congress, but they are. This must stop. More And both the Biden family are totally intermarried with Jews. We have a Jew uh, Zionist occupation government, and the same with Donald Trump. His family is all intermarried with Jews, and there's Jews running amok in our government. More and more people are waking up that America fights wars for Israel and funds the welfare state of Israel with billions of dollars and weapons, while Americans are taxed into oblivion and government abandons its own people and replaces them with open border invaders to dilute America that once was, while Jewish NGOs revel in the demise of previously predominant white formerly Christian America. It was Jewish activists who took Christian prayer out of the schools and public life and in 1965 connived to change the Immigration Act to open the floodgates to non-white immigration. A less homogeneous white America favors Jewish domestic hegemony and interests as the races are pitted against each other. Just like a jar of fire ants living with other ants and the jar is shaken for the ants to fight each other. The Jews are the jar shakers who further their power and interests with each shake of the jar. We'll let the following truth-teller speak for himself. He tells it perfectly. People are no longer coy to speak up. The made-up, meaningless epithet of anti-Semitism no longer works to shame and silence. Indeed, it's a badge of honor and evidence the enemy seeks to exert power over those who oppose them. We're all awake now, and the Jews are panicked. The First Amendment stands in their way to silence the truth-teller. Now listen to him. He's no longer a lonely voice. He's one of many. The mask has been torn off Zion. I can't even get a workout in without some Jewish supremacist fucking with me. So I'm sitting there doing my back workout back in chest today, and I get a fucking text. Hey, is this Lucas Gage? I go, yeah, who's this? I'm just some guy. I'm like, all right, who is this person? And then he goes, I just want you to let you know, bro. I don't like what we're doing on Twitter, bro. Take your meds. And I'm like, oh, it's one of these guys. So I blocked him and deleted him. I said, wait a minute. No, 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 hold on. Let me fucking unblock him so I had to find his number again, unblock him, and let him keep talking. So then he sends me this, oh, I'd, I'd let you know, bro. I'm sending a file for the police department. Okay, first of all, this guy's area coded. I don't know where the fuck it's from. It's not anywhere close to me, so he's not doing shit. Secondly, he thinks he's going to threaten me with police. For what? For what, you stupid fuck? For my First Amendment? Haven't you retards learned I can say fucking anything I want? Doesn't matter about your stupid-ass feelings. You send the police to my house for what? Oh, we're so persecuted, the Jews say. Oh, you're hurting our feelings with your hate speech. No, truth speech. Folks, we got to change the narrative and start using words of our own against the Jews so that we are no longer subject to their phony language, right? That's what we were talking about earlier today. On bloodlines, the phony language that the Jews have scripted for us and the zombie apocalypse 
is upon us. However, there are people who don't like being zombies. And those in the white nationalist community, the national socialist community, uh, all freedom lovers everywhere who are beginning to realize that the Jews are the problem. They are the world's oppressors with all of their racketeering, their control of Hollywood, their degeneracy, as General Patton stated. It's the Jews responsible for all of this degeneracy and the undermining of our educational system is simply no doubt. So, I hope, uh, I hope Lucas Gage has been listening to Eurofolk Radio because that's what we're all about, exposing the Jews. Okay, yeah, and he's a very interesting guy, Lucas Gage. And, of course, this is on the uh, front page of Eurofolk Radio and uh, you know, with the uh, image of uh, General George S. Patton. Now, I want to switch to, let's see if I um, uh, can find the video here of a lady who has figured out that the Jews are not Israelites, okay? So I also hope she is listening to Eurofolk Radio. I'm going to have to go back to uh, my Skype to find it because it disappeared off my screen. Because whenever I'm doing a show like this, I have multiple windows open. Multitasking, don't you know? And... Uh, Folks, it's an important video. Let's talk about the Jews. Here we go. Maybe we could start with um, the fact that not only have the translators changed many words in the Bible. Whoa! Where did she get that from? (laughs) Has she been listening to your folk radio? Or does she know an identian who may have taught her this? Well, actually, we'll find that she's actually a universalist. But nevertheless, she is showing signs of waking up. Let's continue. Okay, let's continue. Come on, play. Added words and taken words out and changed words. Oh. But one thing that is responsible for much of the trouble that's going on in the world right now, in every country in the world, is that the word Jew is not in the Bible. Nor All right. Truth be told. That's a translational addition by you-know-who, the Masoretes. Let's continue. Now, come on, bitch shoot. The word Gentile. Uh, the translators have added those words. The word is either Judean or Judahite or Yehudi in Hebrew, which does not mean Jew. Amen. It is not an ethnicity. The difference... Well, she's wrong there. Judahites are an ethnicity. They are Israelites, and we are that ethnicity. She has yet to figure that out. This, this audio, when I The Bible play, clearly tells stops. us that the difference between the Judeans and the nations, which is the real word that's been mistranslated, Gentiles, was whether they worshipped the true God or whether they worshipped oh, many yeah. pagan gods. Indeed. The Judahites and the Judeans were the ones either from the tribe of Judah or that worshipped the God 
who was in the temple in Jerusalem, which was in Judea. And they were called Judeans or Judahites, or in the Hebrew, Yehudi, which is a variation on the word Yehovah, Jehovah, because there was no J in any language until about the 13th century. And so this was a designation of who they worshipped and not an ethnicity. Not all of a sudden. It's been a few hundred years, right? The the King James Version was written in uh, 1611, and that's when the major change was made. And instead of Judean and Judahite, uh, the word was changed to Jew. The word nations is sometimes actually translated correctly, but uh, and in other parts it's translated heathen, which is means non-believer in in the true God, and that is also Lord correct. But then they call it Gentiles. Uh, what they have done is they've taken a form of worship. In other words, do you worship the true God or do you worship multiple pagan gods? That's what the word Judahite or Judean or Yehudi means, uh, uh, that you worship the true God. And the word nations or heathen means you worship many pagan gods. So it was a form of worship. But what the translators have done is they've changed it into a supposed ethnicity as though there are ethnic Jews and ethnic Gentiles. Well, of there um, are. The Old Testament Israelites were not Jews. The Old Correct. Testament Israelites were just people. And, in fact, when they, they came out Judahites of Egypt in the Exodus, Israelites. the Bible tells us that they were a mixed multitude. They were not Jews. Well, just in the, in the uh, so the present-day Jews, those who call themselves Jews, uh, have no relationship at all to the Old Testament Israelites and have really? no right to the land of Palestine, amen, none at all. Uh, the present-day Jews, as you well know, are a, actually of Gentile, if you will, origin. They are uh, barbarian Edomites, from Canaanites, barbarian Mongol Turks uh, who accepted the culture and religion of Judaism in, in about the 8th century. So the present-day Jews, the people who are occupying Israel, uh, have no right to be there. Amen. And the whole idea that they are the chosen people is, is baloney. It has nothing <laughs> to do with that. Jesus was not a Jew. Jewish uh, almost every religion believes that Jesus was a Jew, an ethnic Jew. He was not. Not only that, the, the Jews of today say if your mother was a Jew, well, then you are a Jew. But Jesus had uh, lots of non-Israelites in his lineage. No, that's not Rahab true. was a Canaanite. She okay, was so not an Israelite primarily. Uh, uh, Ruth, uh, who right. married Boaz, was in the line of Jesus, and she was not an Israelite. Oh, yes, so was. Uh, this whole idea of confusing Everyone in the religious world into thinking that the present-day Jews are somehow the uh, uh, offspring of the Old Testament Israelites is uh, the biggest con game of all time. Uh, it's even probably bigger than the Federal Reserve con game because it is responsible for almost all the wars in the world. Thank you. Because who, who's behind all the wars? Exactly, one particular group. Right, one particular group. And so uh, when, when you start looking at that, and this is not, you don't have to be a Hebrew scholar or you don't have to be a Greek scholar to figure this out. All you have to do is either go on the Internet and get an interlinear Bible, which has the Greek and the Hebrew and uh, right below the English, 
and it shows you what these words mean if you have a concordance. And so all you have to do is look these things up. It's very clear there. And in the uh, interlinear Bible, they'll have on the left side, they'll have the literal translation. And on the right side, they'll have the uh, King James translation. And you can see in many instances where they actually change it, such as uh, Jesus was not uh, resurrected on Sunday or the first day of the week. Jesus was resurrected on the Sabbath, and the Bible tells you what day the Sabbath was. The Sabbath was Saturday. That's when the uh, Pharisees were angry at Jesus for healing on the Sabbath and for them taking grain out of the field on the Sabbath because the Pharisees accused Jesus of breaking the Sabbath. And so you can see on the left-hand side in the literal version, the word is Sabbath. And then they change it on the other side to first day of the week. Wow. Okay. You, so you, you can see Maybe this. It's, it's, it's amazing what they have done. And you say that Jesus was not a Jew, and you, you mentioned Ruth, and what, she was a Moabite, I believe. Right. And, right. Uh, yes, well, and so so that kind of, of is uh, is indicative that he did have other uh, other uh, bloodlines, other tribes. Uh, well, the other ones, yeah, but see, again, he wasn't a Jew. He was a Judahite because he was from the tribe of Judah. Oh, okay. All right? He was difference. a Judahite. Oh, he wasn't a Jew. Okay. There's a difference between a Judahite oh, and a Jew. Oh, hold on They here. have hold shortened here, it to make it into a... This video has my slideshow on the migrations. So, they have been listening to us. And unfortunately, the... Okay, let's play again. Come on. Come on, bitch shoot. Behave. A Judahite wasn't even an ethnicity. It was yes, the it tribe was. that you were from. It's sort of like if ethnicity. you were born in Riverside County or Hennepin County, that's the county you were born in. But that doesn't make you a different ethnicity. Well, that's what All right, so you're referring was. to the 12 tribes of Israel, and, there, and uh, of which right. Judah was one of the sons. Right, but see, all of the 12 tribes of Israel, by today's religions, were considered Jews. But they weren't. I don't, I don't know how they us. come up with that. I, <laughs> yeah, how they come up with that? that? Well, that's because they they consider the word Israelite synonymous with Jew, but it was not. You see, when Jacob, see here, here's the thing. You have to say, well, who was the first Jew? Well, they say, well, Abraham was the father of the Jews. Well, Abraham was a Babylonian. He came from Ur the Chaldees, oh, which is Babylon, and so he came to Canaan. Well, he was a Babylonian who came to Canaan, which was a pagan nation. That didn't make him a Jew, all right? Sarah was from Babylon. She came to Canaan. They were just people. And so they were Babylonians. They They came to Canaan, and then they had a child named Isaac. Well, Isaac was just the son of two Babylonians. He wasn't Jewish. And then Isaac had twin sons, Jacob and Esau. Well, Esau has never been considered a Jew, all right? Because uh, only Jacob was considered a Jew. Jacob's name was changed to Israel when his character changed because Jacob means supplanter or deceiver. And when he finally gave up a life of deception where he had deceived his father and he had deceived uh, his... uh... Uh, It was Rebecca that put that thought in his mind, and she told him to do that. So it wasn't Jacob's idea. Okay, try one more time here. I had a uh, future father-in-law and all that. He 
then decided to give it up because it was he was reaping what he had sown. His father-in-law deceived him and gave him the wrong woman for his bride, which was Leah, who was uh, uh, the, the sister of the one he wanted. So anyway, he gave up his life of deception. And so when he, when he uh, fought with the angel, the angel said, because your character has changed, now you are one with God, I am going to change your name to Israel. All right? His genes didn't change, only his name and his character changed. So from then on, the ones who worshipped the same God as Jacob now worshipped, whose name was changed to Israel, were called Israelites. All right? It was not a genetic thing. Oh, of course it was a genetic thing. So uh, there's a lot of universalism in this video. I'm going to put it up on Eurofolk Radio later today because well, it demonstrates that people are waking up to the reality that the Jews are not Israel. Praise Yahweh and pass the ammunition is a good sign, folks, a very good sign that people are waking up. Now, and Lorraine Day had the same problem. She was hip to the Jews, but she was also a universalist. She had a universalist interpretation of the Bible, and she was dead wrong about that. Dead wrong. Now she's dead, too. Rest her soul. May she rest in peace, even though she was a universalist. She was a white woman and a damn good surgeon and Jew-savvy. She was Jew-savvy. Praise Yahweh. Okay, so I think I'm going to, for the balance of the show, I'd like to play more of that, but there's so much universalism in there, I'd have to stop it every minute or so to correct them. And so I'll just put that up later on uh, as part of a, maybe part of this uh, upload when I get around to that later today. But the important, the important verse and the important book of the Bible I want to talk about today is Ezekiel chapter 37, the valley of the dry bones, because there is a prophecy that says, that the, the Israelites would come back to life. And we've been talking for years about how the Israelites of the world, that is the Caucasian, Anglo-Saxon, Celtic people, etc., are walking dead. They're zombies because the Jews have convinced them that they're Gentiles. As the woman correctly said, no, the Jews are the Gentiles, okay? And we are Judah and the other tribes of Israel. Judahites, not Jews. Israelites, not Jews. Asherites, not Jews. Danites, etc. So how do all the other Israelite tribes, uh, when you talk about them in the plural, become ites? Israelites, Danites, uh, Issacharites, etc. And, uh, and Judah, Judahites become Jew. That's obviously a false translation, folks. It was inserted there by the Masoretes, who Michael and I were talking about at length this morning. So here we go. Ezekiel 37.1. And the hand of Yahweh was upon me and carried me out in the spirit of Yahweh and set me down in the midst of the valley which was full of bones. Uh, America? Europe? Australia? Canada, by the way, the Canadian economy is totally collapsing because 
real estate prices are so high and the influx of illegal immigrants is putting pressure on the housing industry. They can't build homes fast enough, but they can't provide jobs fast enough for the indigenous Canadians, who are, of course, white people. The Canadian economy is collapsing. The world economy is collapsing. The American economy is collapsing. So everything points towards the... I'm trying to remember the exact verse. Anyway, the refiner's fire. Yahweh is turning up the heat. Yahweh is turning up the heat on his people Israel. And boy, my body is getting scorched from the heat that Yahweh himself is here. We're on the hot seat, folks. We are on the hot seat. For some of us, it has become an execution chair. Those of us who took the jab, those of us who believe Jew lies and support that that, that murderous state of Kyrgyzstan, there's a major problem that we have to overcome, and maybe this red balloon idea will assist in waking people up. But we are waking up very slowly. Verse 2, And caused thee to pass by them round about. And behold, there were very many in the open valley. Yeah, all these zombie Israelites everywhere. And lo, these bones were very dry. And he said unto me, Son of Adam, can these bones live? And I answered, O Yahweh Elohim. Actually, the word here is Adonai. Adonai Yahweh. Again, here's an instance of where the tetragrammaton is translated as God instead of Lord. And I think the reason why they did is because the previous word, which is Adonai, actually does mean Lord or Master. Lord or Master. So they translated Adonai as Lord, and then they translated Yahweh as God. Otherwise, the translation would read, Lord, Lord. There's no problem with that. We can be redundant. Lord, Lord. But it's two different words. Thou knowest. And I answered, Yahweh Elohim. Or actually, Adonai Yahweh, thou knowest. Verse 4. Again he said unto me, prophesy upon these bones. And say unto them, O ye dry bones, hear the word of Yahweh. Thus saith Yahweh, here we go, it's the same deal again. Adonai Yahweh unto these bones. Actually, it's H6160 etzem, a bone, by extension the body. Okay. Behold, I will cause breath to enter into you, and ye shall live. Ruach, the breath of Yahweh, which he breathed into Adam while he was in the garden, giving him an upgraded status from merely being a white man, an Adamite, now to being potentially immortal with the Spirit, the Holy Spirit of Yahweh in him. Unfortunately, he and Eve didn't have that for very long. Verse 6, And I will lay sinews upon you, and will bring up flesh upon you, and cover you with skin. Oh, my skin is itching. (laughs) I'm getting goosebumps. And put breath in you, 
and ye shall live, and ye shall know that I am Yahweh. Now, obviously, it's not going to be all Israelites, certainly those who have taken the jab, the Jew jab, are not going to be part of this great awakening and this great revival of Israel. They're not going to be part of it. And those pagans, pagan white people, there's lots of pagan white people who don't want to accept Yahshua as the Messiah, well, they're not going to get it either. They will probably die a horrible death because the fire is going to come down from heaven. Meteor is going to land in the ocean and create tidal waves, folks. Just wait. Things are going to get pretty smoky. Pretty smoky, and not just over Tokyo, all the world. Verse 7, so I prophesied as I was commanded. And as I prophesied, there was a noise. And behold, a shaking. And the bones was the noise, the feast of trumpets by any chance. Thunder and lightning. Actually, during the break between the two shows, we had a lightning strike that actually shook my shook my trailer. I've never experienced that before, although in Chicago there were a couple of lightning strikes that shook my house, but that's pretty rare. I think we're going to have more and more of that shaking, folks. So, the sinews and the flesh came up upon, upon them, and the skin covered them above, but there was no breath in them. Okay, so we we're beginning to see our people gradually, slowly waking up as Lucas Gage and... Uh, and the, the lady who did that audio, and uh, folks, even though she's a universalist, she's she's Jew savvy, as was Lorraine Day. Even though Lorraine Day was a universalist, she's Jew savvy. Okay, that's a major step in the right direction. Fortunately, most white nationalists who have heard of identity understand that we are the true Israelites and the Jews are imposters. They're beginning to learn it. If you go on a lot of websites and look at the comments where Jews are, are spouting their nonsense and those websites that allow comments, the, the commentaries are dominated by people who know identity. This is becoming very common. Praise Yahweh. Verse 9. Then said he unto me, prophesy unto the wind. Yeah, we're blowing in the wind, aren't we? The answer, my friend, is blowing in the wind. The Israelites are blowing in the wind. Prophesy, son of Adam, and say unto the wind, thus saith Yahweh Elohim. Again, this is a a reversal. In, In this chapter, Yahweh is translated as God. And Lord and uh, Adonai is translated as Lord, and it's usually the other way around. It's usually ben, uh, Yahweh Elohim. Come from the four winds from every direction, O, o ye Israelites, O ye breath, and breathe upon these slain, that they may live. I hope they come out of their graves. Verse ten. So I prophesied as he commanded me. And the breath came into them, and they lived and stood up upon their feet, an exceeding great army. An exceeding great army. This is good news, folks. 
really good news. So the, who's the succeeding great army? It can only be Israelites, not Gentiles, certainly not Jews. Verse 11, then he said unto me, son of man, these bones are the whole house of Israel, all 12 tribes, all 12 tribes. There's no mistaking what this means. Behold, they say our bones are dried and our hope is lost. We are cut off for our parts. That's where we're at right now. Don't you know? Yeah, Abraham was just some guy from Babylon. <laughs> yes, and Lorraine's husband was Dan Meyer, the congressman who spilled the beans on the Noahide laws. That's what woke Lorraine Day up to the Jewish problem, okay? Yeah, the brotherhood of man and the fatherhood of Baal, <laughs> which is what our people actually believe. They don't realize they're practicing Freemasonry when they spout that nonsense. They don't realize it. But that's why we're here, to wake them up to what in the world is going on and going down and the fact that we are in the last days of the little season when the Jews and their banking establishment took over the world right after the Battle of Waterloo because they are indeed the eighth beast of Mystery Babylon of the book of Revelation. Okay, They are the Antichrist. They are the synagogue of Satan. We cannot shout this loud enough because our people, the dead men's bones, must come back to life. But I really like verse 10. Let me repeat it. So I prophesied as he commanded to me, and the breath came into them, and they lived and stood up upon their feet. It's expressed in the past tense, but it's a prophecy of the future. An exceeding great army. And verse 11 describes us as the situation we're at right now. Then he said unto me, Son of man, these bones are the whole house of Israel. Behold, they say, our bones are dried up. This is the church of Laodicea. The lukewarm. You might as well be dead and be lukewarm. There's actually more hope for those who hate the Bible because they're Jew savvy. Jew savvy is the first major step you have to take before coming back to life. Our hope is lost. We are cut off for our parts. Oh, man. Uh, uh, I need to have muscles. I, I need to have muscles and strong legs because we got to pound the pavement to convert our sisters and brothers in Israel. Verse 12. Therefore, prophesy and say unto them, Thus saith, here we go again, Adonai Yahweh, Behold, O my people, I never noticed this about the book of Ezekiel. I will open your graves. Oh, the zombies will come back to life. Now, I would love for this to be literal. For those dead Israelites who have been, have been murdered and deceived, just like Eve was deceived in the garden by the Jews, that they would come out of their graves and be part of the returning army that returns with Yahshua when he judges Edom. I will open your graves and cause you to come up out of your graves 
and bring you into the land of Israel, wherever we happen to be, okay, from the four winds. Now, the Jews have never experienced anything like this because they pretty much stayed at six million (laughs) since since, uh, since Genesis 3.15, right? They really haven't increased in number. Whereas uh, it was prophesied of Rebecca, be thou mother of thousands of millions, which means billions, fulfilling the prophecy that Abraham would have uh, so many descendants, you couldn't count them. Okay. Now, and then, ye shall know that I am Yahweh. Now they translated Lord from Yahweh. When I have opened your graves, O my people, when I have opened your eyes, and brought you up out of your graves, and shall put my spirit in you, and ye shall live, and I shall place you in your own land. Now, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Weren't they living in the land of Israel at this point in time? Here's another prophecy that they will be placed somewhere else. Then shall ye know that I, Yahweh, have spoken it and performed it, saith Yahweh. Verse 15. The word of Yahweh came again unto me, saying, Moreover, thou son of Adam, take thee one stick. Now, this is a two sticks prophecy, which none of the Judeo Christians understand, and certainly the Jews don't ever quote this because they don't want to admit that all 12 tribes of Israel still exist on this planet. Boy, I wish those previous verses would become come literally true because so many of our people have died as martyrs, not knowing they're martyrs, killed by the Jews. The Bolshevik Revolution, all those Christians in Russia, is it their fault that they were brainwashed? Their leader, their king, the Tsar of Russia, tried to protect them against the Rothschilds, uh, tried to protect them against the assassins, but the Tsars could not protect themselves against the Jewish assassinated. Our presidents could not be protected against Jewish assassins. Our people need to know who the assassins were and are. Moreover, thou son of Adam, take thee one stick and write upon it for Judah, that's the two two tribe house of Judah, and for the children of Israel, his companions, those Israelites that were sticking with Judah. Then take another stick and write upon it for Joseph, which is a, a synonym for the ten northern tribes, the stick of Ephraim, and for all the house of Israel, his companions. So here, we're distinguishing between the house of Judah and the house of Israel, as every good Christian should know, but they don't know it because they're Churchians, <laughs> their churchians, tell them, oh, oh, the only people left of the uh, old times of Israel are the modern-day Jews. Hush your mouth. Hush your mouth. That's the biggest lie of all time. As the lady in the, uh, in the audio said, that's the biggest lie of all, that the Jews are Israelites. Thank you very much. And I will join these two sticks representing the two houses of Israel into one, into one stick, and they shall become one in thine hand. I see this happening. Slowly but surely, 
it is happening. And when the children of thy people shall speak unto thee, saying, Wilt thou not show us what thou meanest by these things? Isn't it amazing? There are so many Israelites in the world today who still don't know what Ezekiel is saying. Say unto them, Thus saith Yahweh Elohim. Okay, here we go. It's the reversal. This is Adonai Elohim. I'm sorry, Adonai Yahweh. Behold, I will take the stick of Joseph, which is in the hand of Ephraim, and the tribes of Israel, his fellows, and will put them with him, even with the stick of Judah, and make them one stick, and they shall be one in mine hand. Now, of course, this actually happened in the days of our Messiah, and especially at Pentecost, because all 12 tribes were represented at Pentecost, 33 AD. And I will make them one nation in the land upon the mountains of Israel. That's wherever we are. And one king shall be king to them all. Who could that possibly be? <clears throat> and they shall be no more two nations. Neither shall be divided into two kingdoms anymore at all. Are there any Christians who are at all aware of this prophecy? And they should be asking, how has this come true? Well, here we are. America is the regathering of all 12 tribes of Israel. Verse 23, neither shall they defile themselves anymore with their idols. And of course, idol worship usually came in with miscegenation, race mixing, racial integration. Oh man, have we had enough of that? Nor with their detestable things, nor with any of their transgressions. But I will save them out of all their dwelling places wherein they have sinned and will cleanse them. So they shall be my people and I will be their God. Okay, there are two cleansings. One happened at Calvary and the next one is going to be the Day of Atonement in the, in the year of Jubilee. In the year of Jubilee. As I said earlier, the Israelites invaded Canaan land in the year 1406 B.C. Seventy jubilees, that's 70 times 49, adds up to 2024, don't you know? So, I believe that 2024 is when this prophecy will become true in earnest. Our message is resonating with people who never heard of Christian identity. But it's, how should I put it, by, uh, it's filtering down to them, put it that way. I will cleanse them, so they shall be my people, and I will be their God. No universalism here, folks. Verse 24, and David my servant shall be king over them. Of course, David is a metaphor for Messiah. And they all shall have one shepherd, and they shall also walk in my judgments, and observe my statutes, and do them. There has to be a dual prophecy because the vast majority of people of our people who walked away from Pentecost with the Holy Spirit have since lost it after all these generations of deceit, wars, the Catholic Church killing our people, etc., and especially our people dying at the hands of Jews in their revolutions, their communism, their wars, etc., these are things that our people must know and understand in order for this great awakening to take place. 
Okay, I see I have a couple minutes left, so let me just continue here. Verse 23, Neither shall they defile themselves any more with their idols, nor with their detestable things. Ah, the degeneracy that our people have gone down into, thanks to the perfidious Jew, nor with any of their transgressions. How about the diseases they give us? But I will save them out of all their dwelling places wherein they have sinned, and will cleanse them. So there shall be my people again, and I will be their Elohim. And David my servant shall be their king, and they shall dwell in the land that I have given unto Jacob my servant, wherein your fathers have dwelt, and they shall dwell therein, even they and their children and their children's children, forever, and my servant David shall be their prince forever. Now, when these verses were written, Ezekiel, remember, Ezekiel was prophesying from northern Mesopotamia, from Assyria, where our people were dwelling. And again, a lot of these prophecies are stated in the past tense, but they're talking about future events. The migrations of the 12 tribes of Israel into Europe. Moreover, I will make a covenant of peace with them. It shall be an everlasting covenant. Please come sooner rather than later. And I will place them and multiply. Here's another verse. I will place them. Where? America, Europe, Canada, Australia, etc. My tabernacle also shall be with them. Yea, I will be their God, and they will be my people. And the heathen, the non-Israelites, shall know that I, Yahweh, do sanctify Israel, not the whole world, but only Israel, when my sanctuary shall be in the midst of them forevermore. Yahweh will be in our midst. Praise Yahweh. Pass the ammunition. Thanks for listening. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye.